Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. A lot of people said I was washed, couldn't really play anymore, and then I won two MVPs in a row. I'm sure there's a lot of the same sentiment this year. Do I still think I can play? Of course. I got to win MVP again. Right situation. Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are joined right now by Leroy Butler, Pro Football Hall of Famer and Packer great. Morning. Morning. What's up, Leroy? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. <laughs> Roy is host of Leap 36 podcast featuring both himself, Leroy Butler, and Gary Ellerson. What do you think about this whole Aaron Rodgers situation? Well, um, I'll say this. Um, speaking of Gary Ellison, uh, he's, um, again, my co-host of Leap 36 podcast. He tweeted something that um, he said, I'm paraphrasing, he said, you know, a lot of these Jets players are tweeting uh, trying to get Rodgers to come. Why there isn't any Packer uh, players are doing the same? And Rasul Douglas responded, um, and I'm also paraphrasing. He said something like, well, we got his number, so we don't have to do it on social media, something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it kind of blew up in a way here in Wisconsin, and I think Aaron liked it, so it really blew up. So I said to myself, if that's really true, that's that's good, but why even respond? So that would mean if he really is leaving to – go to the Jets, he must have texted that to the players so they all know what he's going to do. So it got a little confusing at one point. Leroy, Leroy are you tired of him, man? Like, are you tired of having to deal with this for the last couple of years? Uh, two months ago, <laughs> I was tired of it. Because, Key, it don't matter where you go in Wisconsin, if you're eating, people won't bother you. But as soon as you put that last bite in your mouth, they rush over what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? His teammates got to be going through the same thing. So at one point, you if you do have his number, you say, "What well, you know? What's going on?" Um, because the thing that the thing is in a locker room, and you and Jay have been privileged enough. Like I had to be in a locker room. You kind of understand your all your teammates go through things, but sometimes when you can't make your mind up to play or not, that can rub players the wrong way, especially when they call you like some of these other players and say, we want to rework your deal and take $5 million from you, but you can't make your mind up to take $60 million. I mean, that can rub the <laughs> locker room the wrong way. Leroy, I, I, frankly, man, like as a, as a former athlete, I'm tired of it. As a fan, I'm tired of it. And I, I'm just curious, boots on the ground in Wisconsin, in Green Bay, like have the fans resigned? Like, are they over? Are they just ready to move move forward? Or is there still hope that Aaron Rodgers will come back home and lead them to the promised land? That's a great question because when you went through it with Brett, the fan base was split. The Brett fans did not like Aaron Rodgers. So if Rodgers went through that, so if he sat in that meeting room, two things could be true. Don't throw interceptions and don't waffle whether or not you want to play. Hmm. So he saw that. So now he repeats history. So if you're Jordan Love, 
you're thinking, when I get to be a great player, I don't want to go through this. So in the locker room, again, it could be split. A lot of young guys ready for Jordan Love to play. A lot of the older guys let A-Rod figure his thing out, and I'm with him. So it could be split, but at the same time, people just roll their eyes now. They don't even say no, they just roll their eyes. And when people roll their eyes, that means they're sick and tired. You could be either one, but not both. Mm. A lot of eye rolling going. Can Jordan Love play, though? Leroy, you've been around the game. Can he play? He ready. He ready to go, cuz. He ready. He ready. Mm. He ready. All he got to do is do what Brock Purdy did. Do what Daniel Jones did. These ain't no all-world all quarterbacks. It's the system. That's why Kyle Shanahan, like, Sam Donald, come on over here. I'm going to make you right. I got a great system, and you can win with this system. Sean McVay, he went and got his guy. Now they may trade him. I don't know what they're going to do with Matthew Stafford. But I'm just saying, Jared Goff and these guys in that system that's going to run the ball, short passing game, that's all Joy Love can do. And the, the one person that you haven't heard from is Matt LaFleur. And Matt LaFleur say, I, I, I got him ready. But now Matt LaFleur can run his offense. So if this thing happens, we asked this heading into this segment, mm-hmm. the end of last segment. You mean when this thing happens? When, well, we'll see. Who winds up regretting it the most? The Jets, Ooh, my the, the, the Packers, my or Rodgers? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Legacy-wise, legacy-wise, the Packers are secure. They've done everything. They reworked this contract, guys. I mean, they gave them a three-year, $150 million guaranteed deal so you don't have to go through this. I think Aaron Rodgers' legacy is going to take a hit because it's starting to get a little lame now. Brandon Marshall, shout out to Brandon Marshall. That's my guy. You're doing an interview. You don't have to go to that place, wherever they were at. He didn't have to go there. He could just say, you know, I'm going to stay in the darkness or whatever. And that's the reason why I thought he went in there to make his decision. But the best fan base, and he'll find this out, is the Green Bay Packers. Because when Brett Favre came back with that purple jersey on when he went to Minnesota, people still cheered him. I was shocked. I don't know if they're going to do that with Aaron Rodgers. But Matt Mark Murphy said they will welcome him back and retire his jersey. So, but I, I guys, I, I'm gonna keep it 100. I bet Aaron Rodgers get up right now. He set his alarm. He listen to every interview. He watch everything on TV. And he loves it. Right. Well, he's yeah. probably doing that as he prepares for his big. Uh, speech in the, what is it, the hallucination, hallucinogenic conference conference in June. (laughs) And that that brings up something key, though. Like you mentioned Aaron Rodgers talking to Leroy Butler, Pro Football Hall of Famer and Packers great, a host of Leap 36 podcast um, featuring Leroy Butler. Uh, So so you bring up Brett Favre, but hasn't that always been the thing? Like, hey, the Packers do have great fans, maybe the best fans in football in terms of the, the like they are obsessed with the Packers, and the Packers have a great history. But Favre was always embraced by the fans. They loved him. It felt to me from where I'm sitting differently than their admiration for Rodgers, which was obvious because he was so excellent. Um, do you think that, that their embrace of Favre, even in the Vikings jersey, is the result of how great fans they are? 
or of their attachment to Favre? Do you think it would be the same for Rodgers? It depends. I mean, because Martin Murphy says something I thought was profound. He says, very rarely does a guy play for his team and finish his career. Now, I did because I was fortunate enough to do that. But when, you, when you're a player of this caliber, and then we let all 32 quarterbacks do this kind of stuff. But sometimes I think the Packer fan base, they say to themselves, business is business. Sometimes you can't play here your whole career. Sometimes, no fault of your own, the team kind of trades you, or you kind of ask to be to get more money. When they ask you to restructure, you say no. The Packer fans understand that. But what they don't want is when you say you can't make your mind up. If you just walk away, business is business. But if you're stringing this out, over that's when they because you know remember Brett came in right before training camp said I'm ready to play and, and Ted Thompson was like no we're gonna send you to the Jets we've already get the gave the keys to Aaron Rodgers see I just what it would be great if Matt Lafleur came out and said you know what Jordan Love is my starting quarterback. And that will force a decision somewhere. Even if Aaron Rodgers came back, you'll back up. And then they will have to trade him somewhere. But I think eventually you will go to the Jets. I think I'm conspiracy theory right here, permission. I think that deal was already done. And Aaron said, wait a minute, can you bring up uh, my receiver from last year, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, can you bring up all these few guys with me in New York, so I'm not here by myself. And the Jets went, wait, wait, hold, hold it. This is a one-man show. You can't bring the band members with you. Mm. We don't have cap room for that. I think that's what happened. I'm just guessing. Ooh, Leroy, no, it's okay, Leroy. Continue with that. I love reckless speculation. We do a lot of it on this I mean, show. They got a lot of skills players on the Jets but, but, with promise. But, 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 hold on, Leroy. I want, I want to just let's stay on that path, right? And I'm, I'm asking you, Leroy, like the former player, because I know who I am. If I had a chance to differentiate myself away from somebody else that played the same position, that literally him and I had the same type of success, right? I wouldn't want to follow mm-hmm. the same path that he laid down before I did it. Like, so, it, and I get like the money and the pieces and how it worked, but like Aaron Rodgers following the same path as Brett Favre, like, is that something that you would do? Would you just not care about? The same path, oh, I'll just blaze my own way, or would it bother you that you're following the same path? No way. <clears throat> if it was me, not you asked. Just you, yeah, you. Question. Just player to player. Yep. Ain't no, ain't no way in the hell. Thank you. If it were me, I would do that. Because I saw what it did to the fan base. That's what I'm saying. That's where I get confused. Because you saw it. You saw it. You saw Brett Favre people booing you, and you didn't do anything wrong. They, I mean, it was. I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers in the first year when Aaron took over. The Packers went six and ten. They booed him. They were mean to him, and all of a sudden he started to win, and they got on board. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, man, ain't no way I'm doing that. No, ain't no way because I want my legacy to be cemented with. Being a great player, but a great person—that's just a fact of it. 
the facts of how people look at you outside the uniform. That's why they put our names on the back of the uniform. The last thing you see is your legacy. That's your name, your kids, your mom, your dad. They put the, the name on the back of the jersey, your team on the front, but on the back it's how you act and what you say. That's who you represent. Yeah, Leroy, you, in other words, you're saying if you was playing with Ronnie Lott, ain't no way in the hell you following Ronnie Lott to the Jets. Ain't happening. No. No, no. <laughs> Unless you want to make the point that you're better than him, right? Because Favre got to an AFC championship game. If Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot but of Favre, reward. But, but remember, Favre been to two Super Bowls already. Yeah, That's man. right. That's why Rodgers, who to me is a better player than Favre was, is not going down in history that way if he doesn't do something more right now and winning a Super Bowl with the Jets, who haven't won since 1969. Well, well, was, he, was he a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? I mean, right, that's it. Is, is, is Rodgers a better quarterback than Favre? Right, in his day. Now you start looking, you go, well, the game changed, interceptions went I, down. I, don't, and the, I, I mean, Favre, I'm saying, was, I agree, Favre was ridiculous to me. I ridiculous. Played Pro Bowl, so. Favre was ridiculous. Right, although Rodgers is really the guy who ushered in the era of no interceptions, so he deserves credit for that. Too. All right, Leroy Butler said a lot. Pro Football Hall of Famer and Packer, great. Always good talking talk to you, Leroy. Talk that talk, Leroy. I see you. Y'all take care, guys. Love the show. All right, man. Super Bowl or bust for Aaron Rodgers in New York? Aaron Rodgers or bust for the New York Jets? Lean into it, Jay. Lean into Jordan it, Love, better work out or else for the Packers. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Multiple Jets team officials fly out to meet with Aaron Rodgers in person. You put the owner on the plane, you put the team president on the plane, you put the head coach, GM, the offensive coordinator on the plane. You're not doing that because you're hoping he'll listen. You're doing that because you're hoping to walk away with some sort of resolution. That certainly indicates a strong chance that it's heading in the direction of him being traded to the Jets. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Are you looking for a career you'll love? A career with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. March Madness starts today. 
does. March Madness starts today. You know, you know what I miss, which was the bet, like talking uh, about March Madness. Well, the first, first day of the tournament. First couple days of the you tournament with a bunch of buddies you. in a sports book in Vegas. Oh, that's oh, the best. It's the, the first best. weekend. The first the weekend. The first weekend. By the way, if you're in Vegas, you hit a sports book. It's like. There's nothing better. Oh, my God. A bunch of drunk people just yelling oh at screens. God. Everybody's partying. It's my favorite it's time so, of the year. That's, the be- that's one of the best times you can have. Have you been to Vegas, Key, for the first uh, first weekend of the March Madness? Anyway, uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you, you asked me a question, and I was going to answer it, but then you're going to answer it for me. Hey, we got okay? Penny Hardaway. I'm not uh, asking, I'm not asking you to answer it bit. for me, Mr. Williams. Well, just, maybe you know, a sort of rhetorical level, question. Kind of, he assumes you've no, never I was done go- that I was going to say, occupied. I believe I have been, Ooh. and I bet, with my buddy on one of those parlay things that you guys always talk about. Yeah. And I came up with like five teams. Okay. Or whatever. It was maybe more than that. It might have been like eight teams. And one of the – the one team that let me down and they should have lost. Oh, it was Duke. was Duke. Yeah. that's I, I knew it was personal. I knew it. I felt it. I just I, – I No, it's not it personal. Out. In the tone. No, nothing. Yeah. You look, sniffed look. it out the way the fans in, in Green Bay sniffed out Aaron Rodgers when he took over for Okay, Brett so that Farm. means we're getting ready to talk about Aaron Rodgers then is what you're getting ready to tell me. <laughs> That's how we're going to talk about the tournament, though. We're going to talk about what our favorite bets of the and day are. And then this though. ham-handed segment. Well, I got, I got USC winning it all. Oh, I mean, got USC in the Final Four. I got Gonzaga winning it all. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Zags, huh? I got Gonzaga winning it all. <laughs> what that mean? Was that something wrong with that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't tell you to. Make that bet, but okay. Yeah, but every year they're the number one. Oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to do this. Not this year. And who do you have, Jay? That might be better, though, Jay. No, this see? is better, Key. Jay, who do you have? Oh, I, I, I have Duke winning. Oh, I couldn't year. see that one coming. Oh, no. I mean, I've picked the tournament multiple times and haven't picked my school to win. You said John. No, for real. <laughs> I have different brackets for different I mean, shows. You said show. John it could, Shire. It could be Brandon Miller in Alabama. That would be interesting as Alabama a national champion. Alabama turns the ball over a oh, lot got, for a team I got that's Alabama winning it all. Yeah. I mean, I got Alabama playing. I got Alabama playing the Zags. Uh huh. Is what I got. Imagine if that I have different answer. brackets for different shows. On this show, I think I have Duke winning it, winning it all. Yeah, I could put. I couldn't do that. Pick Duke. I support my guy. I got Duke le- losing in the second round or something. I support my guy. Although now maybe I should have. In that case, I should have picked Georgetown. I mean, it's oh no, 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 not yet. No, because then Duke would have to play Purdue in the second round. Yeah, it's gonna be. Ooh, that dude from 16, Purdue, man, that dude real. about nine feet Zach tall. Zach Eady, yeah, seven yeah. four. Jay, if you ever coach, they're uh, legit yeah. too, man. Like Matt Painter's in a hell of a I job. I like him. No, Georgetown. Would you identify more as? A oh, Duke stop or it! Or a Hoya? No, though, Jay, old boy from Duke. I mean, from from Purdue. I like him though. Zach Eady yeah, is nice, man. See, I seven, didn't like the dude, four. like the, the the big that was at Iowa a couple years ago. It was the big that was at Iowa, right? That won Big Ten Player of the Year, or Player of the Year. Yeah, Luca Garza. See, when I watched him. I didn't. I looked at no, him like, oh no, this dude, like he just he got some little. You he's know, got he, a he's little, okay. He's not he's really got like a, a little pro. He's a little for a dude who's seven player. four. You you said what? He, what about him being a pro? Like he, he want, like I don't really see him. I see him potentially making a roster in the second round, but like he's really? not. Yeah, dog. He's big. Because big. what happens is, though, you're going to string. Man, he's already right here. Yeah, but key, you're going to in the league, man. You're going to string him out on ball screens all day mm-hmm. long. Come over here. Like, look how the league is yeah, going. Not, it's okay, all about so, wiry, so from, lengthy from a, de- from, from a defensive standpoint, yeah, you might may have to pull him from underneath that basket. But when he get underneath that rim, man, they throw the thing into him. All you got to do is turn around and go, boop. Yeah, he I mean, it's just crazy. But you have, you have players now who are – 
kind of role players who used to would have once upon a time been stars, but if you can't defend in space, right? You're, you're oh, of course, use yeah, limited of course. Work. That's why you're but here with us, Max. You I, couldn't defend in space. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's the only reason. Memphis head coach Penny Hardaway joins us at eight thirty a.m. Eastern time. That's in eight minutes from now. Filling out brackets with ESPN is free and easy. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. So I mentioned it. Super Bowl or bust for Aaron Rodgers in New York. Like, Key, what you just said earlier about Favre, I agree with you. Like, it's complicated because in an absolute sense, if you just look at the numbers, right, Favre was throwing a million touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, sorry, Rodgers. Favre threw a lot of interceptions. Now, on the other hand, the whole league changed. A lot of dudes threw a lot of interceptions. Right, the whole league changed. So so Aaron Rodgers in his day – was he really better compared to the rest of the league than Favre was in his day? Probably not. But on a flip of that, Rodgers is the one who ushered in the era of you have to throw a lot of touchdowns and no interceptions. The bottom line is Favre went to two Super Bowls. Rodgers went to one. They both won one. Favre went to the Jets and got him to an AFC championship game. Rodgers is in a holding pattern, as Jay said, analogized. It's like a plane. You get to the airport, but now you're, you're circling over the town. It's like, why are we in a holding pattern? He, and he, it makes he, you wonder if he wants to land it in New York. He didn't take him to the AFC Championship game, did he? he no, he took Minnesota to the AFC Championship game. Oh, wait a minute. Where did he take the Jets? No, the Jets, the Jets did business with Favre. Yeah, they, I think they went, I think they might have won, won a division playoff played, game. Up, uh, won a divisional game. I don't think it was. I might a, be getting my wires. I don't crossed. think it was a championship game. Championship games came with uh, Sanchez. Mm. I don't. Yeah, think, I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to write about that. Uh, uh, he so, took Minnesota yeah. when he went around to get back to Minnesota, and he threw that pick in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota could have won that game. He threw the pick in the end, and they lost the game. And um, he could have took them to the Super Bowl. I think it was Minnesota. I don't think. I don't think it was. I think you're the right, Jets. Key. Yeah, I don't think it was. I the believe Jets. you're right. Now that you mention it. I mean, the question is: Does becoming a New York Jet quarterback help or hurt his brand for Aaron Rodgers? Like, my is like I, I get the Max. You asked the question about: Is the reward worth the risk? Yes. Yeah, but what? But what? Let me ask you a question, Jay, because you you like to say brand a lot. What's his brand? Well, I mean, I I look at his brand as one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. It just hasn't panned out for him in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's that's not going to change. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, agree. But but I mean, there was a but, right? right? No, I'm saying his brand's not going to change. But there's also like, one of the but, but, most talented quarterbacks ever played. And then see, guess he, what? It's a, he go lose in the postseason. But it's almost like this: is how I look at Giannis, right? It's funny that they're both in the market, right? Like it's you don't know if Giannis is going to win more championships, but Giannis is likable. He's likable. It makes you want to root for him. Right. And then you look at this quarterback who is super talented, and I want to find ways to like him. But going through this process multiple times and the way it's being handled and then the way that will be exacerbated exacerbated here in New York. I don't know what word I was trying to make up. Whatever word I was trying to make up during that time. You know know where I was going. You're right. I I worry about it. It's going to get heightened even more if he comes here to New York. I agree. Exacerbated. Exacerbated. You don't have to worry. He he will correct you. Yes. He will give you the English the way you need it. How do you say it again? Exacerbated. 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 Make sure you say it. C-E-R, sir. You have to to make sure you use your lips a certain way. Sir. Yo, it would be disasterbated. Yo, exasperated. (laughs) Exasperated. With the P. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. That was courtesy of Learfield. It's time for the Boost Mobile Tournament Preview. And for that, we have former first-team All-NBA, Anthony Penny Hardaway, Memphis head coach. What up, P? What up, what up, what up, Jay? Yo, so right out the gate, just because I know you, I need you to respond to something for me. I need you to do this for me. And only the way you can do it, Pete. Okay. Ready? So All on right. February 20th of this year, Jeff Goodman, who works for Stadium, said this, quote, So let me get this straight. Memphis fans are okay with potentially going to one tourney in five years and winning one NCAA tournament game in four years. I absolutely love Penny, but I am shocked that Tiger fans are okay with this. End quote. Your response, Pete. Well, you know how I, I feel like I'm always going to be judged harshly. And, uh, you know, Jeff has a right to his opinion, but you have to have time to build your squad, and you know that. Uh, I feel like I've done some some wonderful things here at the university. No, we haven't made it to the NCAA as much as we wanted to. But, again, I'm building. Um, we're, we're, we're right where we need to be. Uh, we're pushing forward. We're winning championships. And uh, we're in the tournament this year. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just push forward with that. Talk to me about, you know, you guys obviously beat Houston – in the American Conference Championship. Uh, they swept you guys out the regular season, but Kendrick Davis played his tail off, man. Talk to me about this squad. What do people need to know about this squad entering the tournament? Yeah, you know, we did the same thing in Houston last year. We swept them, and they beat us in the AAC Championship game in the conference tournament. The roles were reversed this year. And Kendrick Davis, man, he's just a closer, man. He's in kill mode at all times, and uh, he's a tough out. You know, he's a guy that understands what he wants. He wanted to make it to the tournament, and he's playing like it. But this team is connected, man. You know, they've been, I feel like we've been getting disrespected all year long. You hear what Jeff Goodman says, uh, our rankings, our non-conference schedule. What they need to know about our team is that we're connected and uh, we're pretty damn good. Mm. Now, I don't know if to call – I don't know what to call you. I don't know if to call you Penny, Coach Penny, 
Lil Penny. Come on, Key. I, I don't know. I don't know. What 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 do the players call you? I want to know because I don't know what to call. I know you as Penny. That's right. You're my guy, though. We've been knowing each other a long time. Hey, yes, they call sir. me Coach P, though. Okay, Coach P. Uh, what does it feel like, though, making a tournament as a head coach right now? You in the tournament. You, you, you've been there before. You see the prize. What does it look like? You know, it looks great to me because once you get in, it's 0-0. Zero, zero, and it's March Madness. You know, all we wanted to do was get in. I feel like in any 1-0 game, uh, a one-time game, uh, people not having a whole year to prepare, prepare for you, not really knowing your game. I think we're very unorthodox, and uh, man, we're gonna be tough. I just, I, I love us uh, just being in because you have an opportunity to win a ring. What's different about this roster compared to the other rosters where you had some pretty dynamic players, NBA type talent? What's different that got you here and here now where you couldn't before? Well, I think that, uh, you know, not trying to, you know, bash anybody. It's just the egos right now. You know, when you have all the five stars, they're ready. They're trying to be one and done. They want their numbers to look a certain way. Uh, it's not all about the team. This year is all about the team, the makeup of the team. Everyone knows that DeAndre Williams and Kendrick Davis are the guys, and the rest of the guys are very comfortable with that and willing to star in their roles. Mm-hmm. I often say, though, Penny, it's, uh, I think, one of the most challenging aspects of you guys, you know, setting expectations and – making sure not only the players but family members, agents, all the people around recognize like what expectations are is one of the most challenging aspects of coaching young talent, especially when you recruit like you at a very high level. Is there any extra pressure considering that you're coaching at your alma mater, like watching Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, seeing John Shire at, at Duke? Like what kind of extra pressure comes along with that responsibility? Well, it's extra pressure because of my expectations and what I expect of myself. Um, I think being from Memphis and going to Memphis definitely puts more pressure as well. But, you know, pressure is a pleasure to me. You know, I love that. I love that situation. I'll still say the same things over and over again. We want to win a championship, and uh, I'm glad we're in. Penny, I do want to ask you about James Wiseman. Obviously, he played at Memphis for a short stint. Um, you know, the situation happened there, but now, you know, play with the Golden State Warriors, then got traded. What do you just think about him as a talent? And do you think actually that trade to Detroit was probably the best thing for his career? Or do you think it would have been better for him to stay in Golden State? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, kind of a gift and a curse for James because you go to the, you know, the champions and they're expecting for you to not come in and be uh, rookie of the year. They're not expecting for you, meaning like they're not going to give you the ball. You're not going to be the first option, second option, third option. And James has never had that. So that was kind of a reality check. They wanted him to kind of be a role player. And I think that that messed with his psyche. Mm. Uh, and then having some injuries kind of put him behind the eight ball. But the trade to Detroit is the best thing that could have happened to him because now he's, he's having his rookie year all over again right now. He's able to just go in and play, have fun, not have the expectations because they're not expected to win right away. And I would have loved for him to have stayed in Golden State to play with that group. But I think it's more of a blessing for him to be in Detroit right now. Anthony Penny Hardaway, Memphis head coach. Appreciate you joining us this morning, coach. All right, P. I'm going to tap appreciate in, man. Tap, tap. All right, P. Good luck, baby. I'm going to tap in y'all. with you. Thank y'all. Okay. Yes, sir. Switch to Boost Mobile for the power to save on one of America's largest 5G networks. For kids listening, Penny Hardaway in his prime. Oof. I mean, First team. Him and Shaq on the same squad. NBA. Hey, First hey, team Max, all NBA. Yeah. You know how we always talk about how tall dudes are? Yeah, yeah. He's legit. He's really tall. He's one of the tallest humans. One of those <laughs> dudes, right? Seven, six, eight, ri- don't care he's what really, he's listed at. Yeah. Let me tell so you, long. man. When he walked in my house one time, I'm, look, 
said, man, he's really tall. Really that dude tall. had that ball on the string, too, man. <laughs> yeah, like well, somebody was... that tall had that ball on the string like that. And, and yep. you know, by him being so thin, he looked super tall. And, and the, you know, his career also because of injury and stuff. But, man, when he started to – it looked like he was going to peak. Like when him and Shaq were together, he was – like remember, if when you go back there, like MJ was the guy – then there were a bunch of guys right under MJ, right? Well, that he was next, so much younger than MJ. But he was, too, but he he was, was one of those dudes, thing, like, yeah. if you could, you, you, MJ is in a class by himself. Oh, yeah. And then there course. was a level of guys, five, four or five guys, three, four guys. He was one of them. You know what, he real, real talk? I mean, all in was, was my running boys, though, back then. Right, Shaq, right. Hib, you know, oh, it man. was all, all my peers. So I got a chance to see him play so much. That's blue chips right there, man. No doubt. That's blue oh, yeah. chips, a yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. baby. Nick Nolte. I'll say it again. Really tall. Really tall. Really tall. (laughs) According to Adam Schefter, the Jets are actively working to reach an agreement with Packers free agent wide receiver Alan Lazard. This would be so funny if if Rodgers just gets Nathaniel Hackett and Lazard and all his guys hooked up and then says, hey, you know what? (laughs) I'm good. Is this one step closer to Rodgers? It is, isn't it? KJM ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. If you're just not that in, then what are we doing here? I need a quarterback all in. Probably would have given him a deadline of, of Saturday, guys, because we're in a situation now, no Derek Carr now, no Jim Garoppolo. Jets management need this guy to be committed to not only them as an organization, but to those individual players. So when is he going to show up if he does come? Every hour that goes by here, there's a sense of urgency that Jets need an answer. But if it's this hard for you to make up your mind you want to do that, then I'm out. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. So here, uh, Adam Schefter's Twitter account, guys. He tweeted, Jets are actively working to reach an agreement with Packers free agent wide receiver Alan Lazard per league sources. There's another team involved and no final decision, but the Jets are trying to reunite Lazard and OC Nathaniel Hackett. These sources crack me up. Hey, you can say that we're trying to, to reunite Lazard and Nathaniel Hackett. Come on, y'all. <laughs> you think... <laughs> 
I mean, you're trying to you're trying news. to you're trying to land this plane. You got to get Aaron Rodgers. So you got his you gotta OC. Get, what'd you say? You got to get the rest of the flight crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you got exactly you everybody to land safely. You huh? got to get his. Get, I like that about Aaron Rodgers that he looks out for the for for teammates. You know, I, you could look at it as he wants a security blanket, guys he's familiar with, but. I get the feeling like he looks out for his people. Doesn't I like that help that. you in the locker room, though? Doesn't that help you set the culture with guys that you feel like are loyal? Yeah. Right? Like that, that's the whole I thing he talked about. I need the, to see what type of paperwork he's getting, though. That's <laughs> the whole thing he talked about on the Pat McAfee show. He's like, where are they doing with Bakhtiari? Where are they doing with Lazar? Yeah. Where are they doing with Cobb? But, like, I, but I need to see the money, though. It just feels to me like it's a relationship thing more than anything else. And even if you think that's not the most efficient way to run a football team, or even if you think, well, he just likes the security of seeing the familiar face, whatever it is, I get no, the but, but sense Lazar, that he's looking out like for Lazar, his peoples, you know? It's not like Lazar's burnt toast. He cool. No, no, yeah, no, he's a good yeah, player. He's a good little player, player for him. No question. Yeah, so it's not like if they're looking for a veteran receiver and he's available because the receiver market is – the receiver market is – But I'm saying I what, mean, is, what but, gives but you – what is – what sent – I get the feeling that Rodgers is the type of dude that likes to look out for his peoples. I just get that but, feeling. But, but, I like it. To me, this is more about – is Aaron Rodgers going to be on an island alone in a locker room that is new with new teammates instead of coming into the locker room by saying, you know, here are three or four of my guys that know how I like to be, know how I like to do things that other guys can ask them about, yo, when Aaron does this, what should I do? Like you almost build your own inner core within a new franchise. Mm-hmm. That's what Set this examples, is the whole exactly. thing. Yeah. 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 Cause the jets have a, a very talented team, but it's young, a lot of young ascending players. Good to have some veterans in there. I don't know. I mean, it just seems to me that this is. I mean, I guess when people say, "What's the holdup, Key Jay?" This is the holdup. He's got a few things he wants the Jets to do. Hold to first, up, right? wait a minute. Because once you sign, now your leverage is gone. Mm-hmm. But until then, <laughs> until then, now the leverage ain't never gone. Well, right, you, you still have leverage, is, but all you got to do is frown up a couple of times. They're gonna do what you need if you're Aaron Rodgers. But I think you have a little more leverage at this very moment. Yeah, to but get the players signed up. The players that they would sign up actually can play. Sure. He didn't come and say, hey, I want you to uh, sign this guy that I went to high school with. No. I mean, Pat McAfee's coming out of retirement, and he's going to money in everybody's <laughs> pocket. I like it. But I'm mad at it. Yeah, it'll tell, me, it'll tell me when I see the money, if they get the deal done with Lazar, to tell me based on the money how bad they wanted him. Mm-hmm. You know. Look how much Allen was making. Yeah, <laughs> pull it up. It's all public knowledge. No, it's a couple million bucks. But, but you when know. When do you think we get the announcement that, that Rodgers is a Jet? You're probably going to get it Thursday. Thursday. All right. Another yeah. couple of days going to have to yeah, wait. Yeah, Thursday. Sounds Even though Jay won it yesterday and the day before, he's going to give it to you on Thursday. So I his think- base salary last year was four. So four million. So four million. He'll, he'll so we'll see. Six we'll see million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. No. No, I'm not saying you are. No, I'm, just I, saying I'm just saying no. They'll probably give him six million. Nothing, I, I see nothing wrong Maybe getting your guys more. some paydays and no getting doubt. them back on your team, too. I'm, I'm with that. Nothing wrong with yeah, that the receiver, at all. The free agent receiver market is thin as all yeah. outdoors. And, and by the way, they think of the draft class the same way, I think. You remember when they – Yeah, the draft, they, class, the draft class is, is an interesting draft class, right? There's a couple guys that I like, and then the rest of the guys are kind of all the same to me. Um, but, you know, that, that's – just the way the draft is. I remember when the Bears, or in the offseason, they, I mean, we're in the offseason, but when they made that Claypool move, right, they gave up a second. And I was thinking, ooh, second round pick for Claypool? But, but I remember your point at the time, and others made the same point, Key, was they look at this receiver class and they say, no one we're going to get in the second round that's going to be better than that anyway, right? 
So, yeah. so you know, if it's with it's some seen, experience, right? With some with pro some football experience, experience yeah. you give up a two, and, and you're willing to pay the salary for that because you want yeah. the experience. Yeah. yeah. So, Key, real quick, if they get Alan, Alan Lazard, what do you think about their their receiving core? Like Garrett Wilson, Lazard, and company. Like, what do you think? What do you, how would you grade it? Is it? It's Garrett Wilson, Lazard, Elijah Moore. Those will be the three. I like uh, that. Because I think they might part ways with Davis. Yep. And uh, I think that they get rid of Hill already. Is he still in their roster? Have to look. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they. I think they wind up probably having those four guys and restructuring Davis maybe. Maybe restructuring him or letting him go all together. Where do you they think probably, that, where do you think that receiving core will rank in the AFC? You think it'll be one of the top? Oh, ranked in the AFC yeah, now? Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, you know, with AFC receiving cores, obviously no. we're waiting to see what's going on with different teams. AFC you know? receiving core, Cincinnati at the top. Yep. Kansas City there. Kansas City right there. Uh uh Miami Chargers. there. Chargers there, Miami there, uh Buffalo there. Although in uh, Wilson, the Jets have something, you know? Uh, that's pretty much – that's probably it in the AFC. Oh, Denver's there, but got to see what they are yet. Um, the Raiders are there because of Adams and Renfro and Waller. Yeah, yeah Raiders got a little receiving core. So, you, yeah, so you do need, you need a little pop for the Jets receiving core. Yeah. yeah. But they have a guy, again, in Wilson who is – I agree. Like you have, you know, a, a little Yeah, Wilson room. good, man. He going to be all right. Yeah. I like Garrett Wilson. He got he, he I like him. He ain't scared to hold it back. He got a little snack crackle pop to him. He be balling. He be balling. He be balling. That ain't English. That, you know, Max, you didn't about... catch that. He be balling is perfectly fine. That's the King's English. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I crystal clear. Yes. So the lines of like Darren Waller and you know and Devontae Adams with the Raiders now. I mean it's just it's just seeing where it stacks up against the rest of the conference. But the Jets, I think the appeal of the Jets, if you're just like analyzing the football of it, is they have talent at receiver. They have talent at running back, right? They have a lot of talent on the defense. They just have – it's not like they – got some really, talent on the offensive line. They just got to figure out right, how to keep it right. How to keep it healthy, right? Like, does, is he, but, but, you know, they signed the right guy in the interior, and, and they, they drafted a good, versatile guy who can play tackle or, or guard. And, they got a young, tenacious uh, defense that likes to swarm. They got a young, young uh, corner in, in Sauce Gardner who hadn't gotten baptized yet by nobody, which is a good thing. Nobody's really gotten a hold of him. It'll be interesting to see in the second year if he's able to hold up, depending on what receivers he faced. Because sometimes, you know, guys could really pop their freshman year, and then all of a sudden, when you get that tape on him, you're like, oh, okay, I see what he is. He'll take the cheese guy. We're getting ready to do this to him. We're going to double move his ass to death. And so it just depends, can he continue to grow with that confidence that he has and become even a better I mean, player his second time around? And that doesn't – he's going to get burnt. Every corner is going to get burnt. There's no way in this NFL you're not going to get burnt occasionally, well, getting, right? Well, getting, getting, having a guy catch a ball on you is different than getting burnt. That's a big – But even a, getting burnt, that's going to – even if you're a great corner, you, you're never going to get burnt ever really, in yeah, this the, NFL? The, the, the great ones don't get burned, man. Guys catch balls on the great ones. Hmm. You wasn't, you know, a guy like Darrell Revis in his heyday wasn't getting burned. Right. Well, Darrell, you know? Darrell Revis and Deion said, you want to go to the very well, top you of the, the guys one, who you, ever lived? You just said. You just, Aaron Rodgers, I bet you we could find times where even Revis got burned. Oh, Rodgers says a decision on his future oh, is coming English. soon. But Jay is sick and tired of this, Aaron. How I'm soon? Not the only one. 
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We'll be right back.